welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. And tonight we'll be picking up right where we left off, back at the hotel with Eloise. Because you asked me an interesting question at the end of our last session. Uh, what resources do I have at my disposal to investigate this old prince, to track him down, to maybe put an end to this? Uh, myself before uh, repercussions come my way. And uh, I reminded you that you have a coterie at your disposal. Uh, they all have unique and individual talents uh, that might be suited in various ways uh, to assisting you in this. So let's begin with Eloise. Uh, this is the same evening uh, back at the Hotel Bella Muerte. Probably a little bit of an anxious evening. You've given everyone their lists, but... Eloise, you don't hear the busy chatter of people that work in your hotel. It seems a little suspiciously quiet to you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, well, we can't just sit around and do nothing. Um, I'm going to have a team meeting. So Eloise is just going to start shuffling around the hotel looking for everyone she probably starts. You you gave them the list. You know, you know roughly where where yeah, they should be exactly. in their tasks. <laughs> yeah, and Foxglove is busy babysitting, so she's gonna go and knock on Foxglove's door first. <laughs> right. So you knock on Foxglove's door, and you don't get an answer, Eloise. That's strange. We'll we'll deal with that one later. So she's gonna um, go. Looking for Shep. Yeah, so where still, is Shep right now? He's still leaning up against the post he was leaning on when Jeffy found him. <laughs> All right, so you go out to the pool area. The pool is definitely not fixed. It doesn't look like anything has changed about it. And scanning the courtyard, you see Shep leaning against a post, not working, not doing his chores. Uh, Shep, Shep. Um, come here, please. Slowly walk over. It seems like, uh, there hasn't been a lot of progress on the pool. Yeah, there's a big hole in it. Yes, yes, uh, you've effectively diagnosed the problem there, haven't you? Uh, any, Anyways, no matter, that's, that's not why I came out here. Um, do you know where the others are? So, Jeffy, not too long ago, I haven't seen anyone else. Okay, uh, which way did he go? Back inside. Okay, well, let's go find him. We're having a team meeting in the conference room. <clears throat> right. And then she just leads the way. You told him to he had to do all the turndown service because he wanted to leave early. So he's doing his job. There you are, Jeffy. Um, come along with us. We're going to the conference room. Do you, have you seen uh, Melinda and Foxglove? Are they doing their jobs that I assigned them? Oh, uh, well, Miss Eloise, team mean, I got all I got all these tasks you gave me that I got to. All right, all right, team meeting. Uh, no, I, I ain't seen Fox Club or Melinda tonight. I just assumed they were with, you know, our, our guest. 
Right, right. Okay, well, let, let's go to the conference room and we'll see if Melinda's in her shop. So you head back inside, leading the way, Elvis, And you find that Melinda's shop is closed. The lights are out. The door is locked. Eloise is going to say, well, no time to worry about that. I'm sure they're chipping away at their, uh, at their jobs, at their tasks. Um, come on, s- sit down, sit down. And Eloise is going to um, grab a, like a dry erase marker and um, kind of look at them and turn around and say, okay, brainstorming session. So we're in a bit of a pickle and... The prince is gone, and we don't want, or the, sorry, I'm going to back up. We're in a bit of a pickle here. Um, The old prince has escaped, and that's not good. That's a poor reflection on us and our operation here. So I need your help to figure out how we can help to remedy this situation. Um, How to track down this, this, uh, the old prince so we can... um, give a good heads up to our friends in, in the tower. Any thoughts on how we can identify him? Well, I mean, there's kindred older than us that live in the city. I mean, I, I don't know any of them personally, but they're out there. We're supposed to go to Elysium tomorrow night. I mean, that doesn't give us a lot of time, you know? I can say he's got no scent. No scent, no. Do you have any contacts, Shep, that might have picked up on his comings and goings? Not that know anything. Already ran down those leads. I was made aware that the city has changed quite a bit since this former prince was awake. Maybe he'd go to the old parts. Interesting, Shep. Interesting. I mean, Miss Eloise, we can look into, you know, what sort of things were here in, what, 1920? And figure out where they would have had an Elysium and maybe that's the kind of place that a prince would go. That's a great idea. Uh, Jeffy, would you um, do some some research on the computer? I mean, I, I, can I do it instead of some of these other things? Yes, yes, yes. And of course, this, this is taking priority. We can do these uh, tasks tomorrow. This is, this is really what's important today. I'll take a look. I just, I mean, I'm not all that, uh, I'm not great at computers, you know, not exactly a hacker man. That's okay, Jeffy. Do your best. Isn't the little one good with computers? Yeah. Why don't we have Foxglove do this? I'm not quite sure where, where Foxglove went off to. I'm going to give her a call. And Eloise goes to call her because she's a boomer and she doesn't text. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Melinda, we'll flash to you. You're, uh, you're in Foxglove's car. And you hear her phone begin to ring. She's driving uh, at the moment, just as a reminder. 
Foxglove, look at this text message. It says that he wants to meet. I think it's working. Uh, yeah, I mean, a murder kind of generally sends a pretty big message. Uh, and as yeah. you're having this conversation, you see that the map switches over on, on the map screen on Foxglove's phone, switches over into contact picture for Eloise comes up, which I think it's like, it's probably a picture of like, um, what's the receptionist from Monsters, Inc.? Roz. Roz! It's absolutely a picture of Roz. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, so as soon as Melinda sees the the, the phone, the, the call coming in, oh no, Foxglove, what are we going to say? Uh, we're going to say this, and Foxglove hits the decline call button. <laughs> well, that's going to be a problem later. Um... Yeah, that's a later problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep driving. Let's let's go see if we can make a deal with this Dominique. Uh, are, wait, are we gonna make a deal with him? I thought we were gonna like. And she does the slit across her throat motion. Foxglove, we don't know how powerful this kindred is. We don't want to go there unprepared. I was maybe. thinking maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, we gain his trust, we form an alliance, we tell Rochelle, and maybe we can let them do the dirty work. Melinda, I don't think we're going to form an alliance with him. We just murdered his guy. I thought we were going to kill him. I thought that was the whole point of this. We kill him for Rochelle. You want me to murder two one night? Like, how much do you think I can take? At this point, Foxglove slams on the brakes. Melinda, you dragged me into this shit. And now you're acting like you don't know what the fuck is going on. And she absolutely is turning to you. She looks like she is about to, like, lose control. You're right, Foxglove. Calm down, please. I apologize, I guess. A lot going on in my brain right now. Yes, we're going in, we're going to get him alone, and we're going to kill him. That's the plan. Okay. And Foxlove starts driving back towards the club. Jeez, you have low temper. She pulls into the parking lot. All right. Are you ready? How are we going to do this? Uh, do I notice anything outside, right? Because, like, is there, like, a, a van or... Cause, uh, I mean, there's, is... there's still a few cars in the parking lot. Uh, it's not that late in the evening. Um, the club is still open despite uh, the murder of the manager, and there doesn't seem to be any additional buzz. Uh, there's no police or anything like that, uh, at the very least. Uh, but you notice that where there was one bouncer out front before, there are now two of them. And the the second one is a little bit better dressed. Uh, he doesn't give off like kindred vibes or anything like that. Uh, not so much as maybe a very well-trained ghoul. Okay, Foxlove, it's time for us to go. Get, get ready. Keep your eyes open and let's be careful. All right. So you, you get out of the car, Melinda? Head into the yes. club to where the bouncers yes. are. 
Mm-hmm. As soon as you step out of the car, Foxglove floors and drives away. <laughs> well, Melinda is very shocked. Um, well, that was unexpected. Um, what to do, what to do, and then I'm going to start pacing back and forth. Um, yeah, I'm going to send a text to Jeffrey. What is the and text? And I'm going to be, um, I may have gotten myself into some sort of tiny, tiny problem. Can you guys come help? And then I, I will send, like, a pin or something. And as you were sending the message, you notice the two bouncers are approaching you across the parking lot now. And now we'll flash back to the Hotel Bella Muerte. Eloise, you had just tried to call Foxglove, and your call went to voicemail. Do you leave a message? You're a boomer. You probably leave a voicemail. I was just going to jump in and start leaving a message. <laughs> yes, Foxglove, this is Eloise calling from the, the hotel. Um, I have a request for you, something that I need your help with uh, promptly. So please call me back as soon as you get this um, or come and, come and find me. All right. Thank you. Uh, my phone number, of course, is 555-472-5236. Thank you. Ta. So I'm sure Fox Glove will get that message at some point. <laughs> She's not here. Yes, Shep. Um, astute observation. I don't know where Fox Glove oh. is. Who's watching the kid? Also correct, Shep. Thank you. Uh... I tried knocking on her door earlier, and she doesn't appear to be here. I don't know where she is. You know, that one is a rebel. I haven't quite found the right management approach to find her, her source of motivation, but I, I, I'll crack that nut. Don't worry. In the meantime, um, Jeffy, were you able to find anything on that computer? Oh, I'm looking right now, Miss Eloise. How savvy is Jeff? Jeffy's not that old of a vampire, so you, you probably have some knowledge of computers. So, uh, so Jeffy, even with your limited computer skills, you could pretty easily complete Eloise's requests. Well, I got um, I got I got this map right here. Wow, uh, Phoenix was pretty big in the twenties. Here, here, and he'll flip the uh, like the screen around. Looks like a lot of ground to cover. Hmm, yes. I wonder... I wonder if, if there's been any observed... Um, if anyone has observed this um, peculiar man walking around, or, or if he's caused any uh, chaos already. Yeah, um, uh, look, see if there were any murders last night, too. Well... He's the prince's sire, yes. That that's correct. They like 
pretty things. Jeffy, as Shep is speaking, you feel a, a craving come over you. A, a sudden urge. You have a very strong craving for wedding cake. As a vampire, you shouldn't have this craving. Huh. Are there any, like, uh, fancy bakeries or, uh, I don't know, like, uh, maybe like a, like a cool wedding venue? Like, uh, or, or, or in the 20s, like, um, yeah. And as, as Jeffy is asking you this, Eloise, you have a, a spark of inspiration. You know where the old prince is. Tovrea Castle also known as the Wedding Cake Castle. <gasps> Built in 1929, Phoenix, Arizona. Fallen into some disrepair over the years. Changed hands many times. I think I know where our friend might have gone. Very good, Shep. And Jeffy, too. Um, I think he is interested in finding some pretty things. And Jeffy... The wedding cake is absolutely correct. It's the wedding cake house. Look here on the map. Oh, oh, is that what they call that thing? I, I've been, I've been past there. I just, you know, never, never got close. I don't think it's quite what it used to be, but it, it might well, still uh, pique our and old certainly interest. Here within the world of darkness, Tovrea Castle has fallen into disrepair. Uh, it is considered an abandoned lo location uh, in Phoenix, uh, frequented by urban explorers. It's uh, very popular with uh, the like urbex YouTube channels and things like that. Let's be careful. If we can figure this out, those far more familiar with him probably will as well. point um perhaps we can just go and and see if we can find any uh any hint of him to, to do what though so he can just melt our minds like he did to you so we can provide more information to Deacon and so that he can help the prince uh, resolve the situation. We got ourselves into this mess, Jeffy. This is part of being a, a responsible steward of the tower. We, we got ourselves into this mess. We freed the old prince and now we have to do something to help uh, contain the situation. Well... Probably could have been avoided if they told us what was under the pool to begin with. You're not wrong, Shep, but I have learned in, in my years to not question authority. I'm sure they had a reason. It's not what I've learned. It's, it's the chain of command. Well, um, something occurs to me. Did... Do people know that, like, did everyone think the old prince was, you know, had met his final death and everything? Like, 
did we uncover some sort of conspiracy? Your guess is good as a, as mine on on that one, Jeffy. Well, I I only ask because well, you know, I, I've been I've been watching that old show, uh, you know, the one with all the all the gangsters in in New Jersey, and um, sometimes when you make yourself too loud and inconvenient, they 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 sink you in the ocean. What are you getting at? I mean, assuming that most kindred around here think this this old prince is dead, 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 and assuming that the new prince had a vested interest in making sure that that was true, if we start digging around at things we shouldn't be digging at, well, I just, I, you know, I, I'm not sure I want to see one more sunrise if you catch my drift. Could also mean that the old prince may have allies if they find out he's not dead. That is true. Perhaps we just surreptitiously walk by and, or drive by and see if we can find any information just so we can have a handle on the situation. Just observe. I mean, maybe, maybe Foxglove could go when the sun's out. You know, she can do all sorts of stuff during the day. Well, she's not here, so. She's got to come back soon. Jeffy, it's at this point that your phone vibrates and you get the text from Melinda. Says she's in trouble and has a pinned location. Huh. Speaking of that. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, Melinda says she's in some kind of trouble and she's all the way in the city. Melinda? She's supposed to be cleaning the rooms. Well, I guess we can't do much without the full team, so what say what say you and you and Shep go and go and track down Melinda and see what's going on. I'll hold down the hotel. I mean, depending on what kind of trouble she's into, we might need you, Miss Eloise. You're you're big and strong. I'm pretty sure the reason why you have to stay here is out there. Do you think the tower cares about a no-tell motel? I would appreciate it if you didn't question my decisions on the matter. All right, Jeffy, you're driving. All right, a lot of moonlight left out there, so uh, hop in, Mr. Shep. Oh, uh, here, take the keys. I'm going to go grab the uh, double barrel just in case. Hmm. Where does Jeffy keep the double barrel? Is it like under the bar? It's like above above the bar, bar, yeah. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, and uh, he'll just sort of like... Is there like a shelf behind? No, can he have a gun rack in the El Camino, like the back window? You can absolutely have a gun rack in the El Camino. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty sure his gun is open carry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly in the world of darkness, <laughs> the gun laws are even laxer than in the real world where they're basically not existent to begin with. <laughs> Goddamn technocracy. All right, let's go, Mr. Ship. And then. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like you almost maybe need to make a drive check just to see if it starts off or if you have to like okay, jump I'll, I'll it off. Sure. <laughs> so for this one, let's let's just do like wits and drive. <laughs> oh god. I'm not gonna burn a willpower for this. I got zero successes. No beast jewel or anything, successes. just zero successes. So you're going to have to like spend at least 10 minutes jumping it off. Uh, fortunately, there is, there's like a charger like yeah. battery thing that Eloise dutifully and conscientiously keeps in the hotel. Uh, so she probably sees you guys go out, try to start the car to like leave, come back in for the chart jumper cables. Is it a manual or an automatic? It's absolutely a manual. Then you can roll start it. There you go. Yeah, you have okay. to roll start it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so you jump in, uh, the engine sputters. <laughs> Mr. Chef, do you mind just getting out and, and pushing me a little bit real quick? All right, and so Chef gets out and pushes, and off you go. It starts up. And you take off. Melinda, you send the text message calling for help. You're being approached by the two men who are guarding the doorway um as soon as melinda sees that she's going to try to take uh or look like she is very calm very sure of herself she just she doesn't want to show that she's scared or has no idea what the heck just happened with foxglove she's just ready for this meeting all right so you create a mask of composure about yourself as you approach. And the... I want to activate my sense the unseen, by the way. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, so actually roll for me um, your uh, wits plus your auspects. Okay. I'm going to arouse the blood just. I do get hungrier. So what is that your only... hunger? That's only two. Only two. Not bad. Not bad. The beast so we're is doing not great. quite in full sway yet. Six successes with a messy critical. Yeah. All right. So as you activate your arcane senses, uh, the two men are approaching you. The the One of them is the bouncer from earlier uh, who let you into the club. Uh, the other one is a new man. Uh, he's wearing a very fine suit. As he gets closer, you can tell it is absolutely custom Armani. Uh, he looks like he was probably ex-law enforcement or ex-military. He's he's built, he's very cut, he's very clean cut. Uh, and you activate your unseen senses, and you see standing right behind him it, it, the spectral form of a man who looks like he could be related uh, to the man in the Armani suit. Uh, but he is a ghost. And as you see this, this, the stress of the situation kind of roiling the blood within you, it does push your hunger up by an additional one. Uh, as this was a messy critical, the beast gains a little further ground uh, as the situation becomes a little more dire to you. So you actually now see these three figures approaching you. Hello, gentlemen. The man in the Armani suit speaks. Good evening, miss. The boss is waiting for you. Where's the other Wonder one? 
There were two of you earlier. That is correct. But it's only me right now. <laughs> Partner left you, huh? Melinda's just going to smile. So, would the three of you show me the way? He does look a little... taken aback when you say the three of you. But he recomposes himself. And steps out of the way, gesturing you forward into the club. I'm gonna... Start walking that way. And can I look just before entering if I see Foxglove's car or at least Jeffy and Jeff? Like, I just see a quick... uh, it's, it's only been a few minutes since you've seen sent the text. Um, so okay, okay. you know they wouldn't be here that quickly. Uh, and okay. you, you can look around to see if Foxglove's maybe coming back, but you don't see her. Okay, okay, that's fine. Just, I keep walking. All right, so you walk into the club. You are led by the three figures back to the manager's office. You see that the body of Tony, slit throat, has been moved to one of the couches against like the back wall. And mm -hmm. there is a man sitting at Tony's desk um, wearing a very fine black pinstripe suit, um, custom tailored and uh, with a necktie and there's a little tie pin on it with a, a very intricately um engraved uh monogram g as you enter the room as you're led into the room he gestures to the chair in front of the desk you went to a lot of trouble to set up this meeting i do take calls you know tony was a good servant He's Served me for a few decades now. Well, I did try to set up a meeting. Tony wouldn't help. What did you come to see me about? I'm going to open my purse and I'm going to take out the article and then just slide it, slide it across the table towards him. He looks at it, quirks a brow. So, you're a fan of my early work. Well, I'm not sure I would say fan, but I'm, I'm something, I guess. <laughs> so what is this supposed to mean to me, then? And you feel the temperature of the room begin to drop a little bit. Is is it just the two of us in the room or the bouncer? The bouncers are there as well, yeah. And they're and, they're blocking the exit essentially. And then the um do I still see the ghost? Is he yes. still around? Yes. Does how does the ghost look like? Is he sad? Is he also like I don't know. How does he, he look like? He looks like the, 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 the others. I mean, he looks like a, a human, but a spectral form. Um, I mean, he's not like monstrous or anything like that. Um, and he bears a striking family resemblance to the bouncer in the Armani suit. Well, you see, I'm, I'm sorry for the way I try to make this meeting happen, but that's been giving me some sort of 
trouble lately, and I thought I should fix it. What and do I you point mean, at trouble? the some who, unexpected. Who even are you? Wait, wait, wait! Before we go any even further, you're saying this is causing you trouble. Who the fuck even are you? Oh, we don't have to get rude. Yeah, I think we do have to get a little rude, and he gestures to the, the corpse of his ghoul on the couch. I am Miss Hart. Miss Melinda Hart. Well, all right then, Miss Melinda Hart. Obviously, you know me, Dominic Giovanni. A pleasure to finally meet you, Mr. Giovanni. Now, how is uh, my past causing you trouble now? You see, I've gotten a couple of visits lately that have been disturbing my peace, and I want that to be over. And how can I assist you with that? And why would I assist you with that? Being a hundred percent honest, I have not a clear view as to how you can help me, but maybe you can start by answering some questions. If that's all right with you, Mr. Giovanni. Got kind of a reputation to maintain around here, Miss Hart. I hope you understand. I can't let you just uh, kill my people with no repercussions. But I'm a businessman. This doesn't have to get too ugly. Well then, maybe just two questions and then we see what happens. I promise there will be very straightforward. Let's start with one. Uh, Melinda is going to stand up. Uh, and not, not do like any drastic movement. She's just going to stand up and, and face the, the, the bodyguards. The... So you have pretty lawyer, loyal bodyguards, I see. How long have they been working for you? We're a family business around here. So let's assume a long time, Miss Hart. And I'm guessing that if someone were to make a mistake, they would not see the light of day. Or am I mistaken? Depends on the severity of the mistake. Miss Hart. Well, you know how I've mentioned that I've gotten the visit of multiple. Uh, I've gotten visits that I really don't want to have. One of them looks just like you, sir. And I point at the, the bodyguard with the Armani suit. Who you see beyond the shroud as well. What are you, Miss Hart? What family do you belong to? 
Uh, Melinda's gonna stand tall, like, very proud. Um, well, I'm a Tremere after all. <laughs> a blood witch, I should have guessed. Then why do you need my help with ghosts? If they're bothering you, just put up one of your silly little ward things that you Tremere are so good at. Well, you see, they are asking me to help them. And they're somehow connected to you. So if they're asking for my help, and they're bringing me to you, I wonder why. Are they angry? Are they grateful that you took care of their lives? Let's assume they're angry, Miss Hart. I'm sure I've helped a lot of mortals across to the other side that weren't quite ready to go. Suppose we can make a deal. These spirits, do you know their names, their identities? Some of them, yes. For example, and then I'm going to turn to the, the bodyguard again. What's the name? Do you have a brother? A twin brother by chance? Uh, no. A he kind of looks to the boss first for permission to speak. Miss Hart, if you're referencing the spirit in the room with us right now, and this is Dominic again. We all know he's here. He's on duty, after all. This is one of the spirits bothering you. And the temperature in the room drops even further. It's beginning to become very chilly in here. Is it affecting me? Like, is it... Do I... Like, I mean, I'm guessing, like, is it affecting me physically? Do I feel, like, ill or nothing? No, no, it's not affecting you physically. It's just kind of like, like... The spectral menace in the room is rising and, and the ghostly presence. You, you feel the kind of, um, the mood shift, essentially. Yeah, actually. Like those spirits, definitely. Um, so the, some of them have asked me to find you. And I think I did a pretty good job at that. But I don't want to get in trouble. You know, I just want to do a good job. So you found me for these ghosts. You're not really giving me a lot of incentive to let you go, Miss Hart. Do you need anything? Anything I can help you with? Yeah, the names and identities of these ghosts that you're in contact with. What guarantees that I will give you the names and I still leave this place? Very, very astute, Miss Hart. Haven't lived this long without, you know, learning a thing or two. Unfortunately, you've already made a terrible negotiating mistake. It would yes. help me greatly if you gave me the precise identities of these spirits looking for me, but... And he gestures to the news article on the desk. I think that's a big enough lead. And the temperature of the room grows icy cold. 
Mm-hmm. The bodyguards began closing in on you, and we're going to cut to Jeffy and Shep in the car. <laughs> Please save me. Sick. Oh, we'll try. All right. How fast does Jeffy drive? Probably at like the top 75 miles an hour that this El Camino goes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're heading in to the city to rescue Melinda. You're heading into the city. Is it is what's the vibe in the car? Is it is it silent? Is there banter? <laughs> Does Jeffy try to talk to Shep? I think Jeffy would start the drive being like, "So what what do you think she's gotten herself into? Last I saw her was just, you know, just this evening. I I didn't know she even left." Certain I've got no idea. Well, let's just hope that she's safe and that, uh, and that I grab my gun for nothing. Hey, you want to play I Spy? No. I'll go first. All right. I Spy with my little eye, <laughs> and then we make the rest of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll cut to back to the hotel. Where, uh, Eloise, you are, are you, you're, you're back at your position, your post at the front desk. Yeah, and Eloise is, like, attempting to do some internet research, but it's not really directed. It's just kind of panicked, doing one Google search, and then looking back at the map, and then another thought pops into her mind and she'll Google search something else, but it's not a particularly, I imagine, directed, like, productive endeavor. Kind of doom doom scrolling, as it were. Mm-hmm. Doom scrolling between, like, uh, the three websites that Eloise knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you're doing this... Uh, you hear the the front door of the the front doors of the motel open, and like heavy not heavy but boots kind of like running towards you, and you see Foxglove come running in, just absolutely in tears. And she she runs up to you, Eloise, and where you're sitting, she actually kind of like goes in. She goes in for a hug. Do you allow it, or do you try and push her off? Eloise allows. She seems it. very upset. Yeah, she seems very upset. I see, um, I see you got my voice message. Eloise, it was, it was awful. Melinda took us into the city. She, she made us sneak out. She made me kill a guy. I, I'm sick of it, Eloise. I can't, I can't work for her anymore. Please. Oh, I don't oh know my, what to oh do. Oh my goodness, dear. I always had a, a, a feeling about that, Melinda. Come, come in, come in, come in. Tell me everything. She tries to compose herself a bit and she sits and you see she's very clearly shaking. Uh, She's very clearly very upset. Mm -hmm. We went, there were ghosts, uh, some lady named Giovanni and she asked us to kill this other guy named Giovanni for the ghosts. Uh, So I, I did research during the day. I was just trying to be a good child, you know, to my sire. And 
uh, and we left Molly alone. Oh, God, is Molly okay? Uh, and she gets up and she, like, rushes to the door. Um, like, she's going to go uh, immediately check on Molly. Does Eloise know anything about Giovanni, the family? Um, you yes, uh, you would know that they're um, they're not they're they're an independent clan. They're not really part of any of the major sects. Uh, you know that they're necromancers. They uh, have a reputation for being uh, kind of on the seedy, sordid side of um, business dealings. Um, not a, not a great reputation, probably okay. to Eloise. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. Um, go, go check on, go check on Molly and come right back. And Foxglove rushes out. How does Eloise process this information? Eloise is pissed. <laughs> that she's just kind of like, of all nights that they had to go and cause trouble, it has to be tonight. We're already dealing with one runaway prince, and now we have to deal with this situation. She's, like, jumping to conclusions and definitely believes Foxglove that it's all Melinda's fault. So Foxglove comes back a few minutes later, uh, looking more composed, looking relieved. Oh, thank God, Molly's okay. Um, she's watching TV. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I left. I, I left Melinda. Um, she's. She's. I, I don't know. She's probably in trouble. Eloise, did I do the right thing? You did the absolute right thing by coming and telling me everything. You shouldn't have trusted her in the first place. But that's a lesson that we'll learn together. Um, don't you worry. Jeffy and Shep have already gone out to to find Melinda and and make sure that she's safe. Good, good. I'm sorry. Did you say that you killed someone? Yes. Uh, yeah, Eloise. Um, I think it was the Giovanni guy's ghoul or something. We were trying to like send a message. Well. That's a that's a very strong message, Foxglove, and one that shouldn't be uh, sent lightly, if you know what I mean. What were you thinking? What uh, message I mean, were you trying to send? We were trying to like, draw the guy out. Why? Dominic. Uh, his name's Dominic. I we we were trying to kill him for the ghost. That was what Melinda's friend Rochelle told us to do. For the ghost, Rochelle, who? What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, she's she's another Giovanni, I guess. And so Melinda was like hired to kill this other Giovanni so it wouldn't be tied to her. But it was for these ghosts that were killed by the Giovanni in the first place like decades ago. Hired? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me either, but it was like one of Melinda's magic things. I assumed Rochelle was like one of her magic friends, you know? Ugh, this magic, I always had a bad feeling about it. Okay, well, we'll sort this all out. Um, in the meantime, here's what I need you to do. Um, like I said, Shep and Jeffy are already on the way. I'll deal with Melinda, so don't worry about that. Um, you'll probably have to lay a little bit low uh, for a little while, but 
I need your help in searching on your, uh, what is it? TikToks, social media, um, and see if you can find any, if you can find anything about a, a gentleman named Henri Dubois who um, has resurfaced, in a sense, um, and see if anyone has uh, interacted with him or spotted him in the last few days. It'll probably be around um, any kindred circles if there's anything on um, that you can find. Uh, so Eloise, you would know that there used to be sort of a, a like kindred internet uh, that was called Shreknet. It was run by the Nosferatu, uh, or at least a certain faction amongst the Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. And it was essentially infiltrated by um, mortal vampire hunters um, who used all the information they gathered from it to track down a lot of powerful kindred and kill them. Oh, okay. So now the Camarilla says all vampire business is to be kept uh, off of mortal communication means okay see if you can uh, spot but... anything suspicious um or if there's been any reports of any um heinous crimes uh yeah eloise of course i'll i'll, I'll do some digging and i'm i'm so sorry again for all the trouble uh for getting involved with all of this listen foxglove It takes time to learn judgment and especially judgment of character. And it's really easy to trust people, but you have to remember that that trust has to be earned. You did the right thing telling me. You'll do better Thanks, next Louise. time, I'm sure. Hey, tell Jeffy I'm gonna be employee of the month this month. Now that's what she... I like to hear. <laughs> and uh, she goes off, presumably, to uh, begin your internet research. Melinda, you're in the room. It's still a little ways before Jeffy and Shep will be able to get here. <clears throat> and they I are just closing say, in on you. I just want to say, before I get into character, my blood is boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, okay, let's go to the sea and go. All right. So, you're blocked off from the exit. Yes. The temperature okay. has dropped precipitously low. This doesn't affect you as a kindred. Uh, the cold doesn't really affect you uh, until you okay. get so cold your body actually begins to freeze up, but you're, you're nowhere near that. It's just very chilly in the room. Okay. If you had breath, you could see it, but you don't. Okay. Este... Who do I have the closest? Is it the bodyguards? Uh, yes, the two, the two presumably, presumably ghouls, uh, and then the the wraith behind them. Huh, this is the worst situation for someone that has no comeback experience. This is great. Okay, I'm going to run towards Tony. And I'm going to try to use them, to use him, and, like, push him towards, like, the bodyguards. 
Um, All right. As you then, run towards Tony's body, I need you to roll for me your willpower. This is going oh to be con- contested willpower versus the wraith. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Where's my willpower? Hold on. Four. Four successes. All right. The uh, the wraith got seven successes on his roll. So as you as you get up and dive towards uh, rush towards Tony's body, you feel an icy cold presence enter your own body and your you immediately freeze up. You, you lock up in place uh, as though you, you're willing your muscles to move, uh, but they are completely frozen and you feel this kind of presence enter you as the ghost essentially skin rides you, uh, possesses your physical form and freezes you in place. And right. as this happens, you feel... Well, you, you would actually see it because they would approach from the front. Uh, you see the Armani suit wearing bodyguard approach you and insert a stake into your chest, right into your heart, and you are paralyzed. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Shep and Jeffy, you've arrived at the club. It's a little seedy nightclub kind of on the outskirts of Phoenix. Is there anybody uh, outskirts of the downtown area rather? Um, and you actually uh, you do see someone uh, at the door. Uh, there is uh, a, uh, a gentleman wearing like the black security kind of uniform. Uh, checking IDs. There's not much of a line, but there are people kind of coming and going. Um, I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm going to activate... I'm going to go ahead and activate toughness just in case we get into a scrap. <laughs> and I do get hungrier. So I'm up to three now. Um, and then I'm also Shep's going to activate... a little hungry. Yeah. Uh, activate my heightened senses because I know vampires don't typically have sense, but I know mm-hmm. um, Melinda is part partial to those essential oils. Yes, indeed. And I think you know Melinda well enough to be able to pick up on that. Uh, so you're specifically heightening your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, probably best to avoid heightening your sense of hearing in a club because uh, yeah, that might not be uh, and so pleasant. He's got a shotgun. Yeah, also. Um, but activating, heightening your sense of smell, you immediately pick up on Melinda's scent. Uh, what are Melinda's What are Melinda's perfumes for the evening? What do you think she put on to go with um, tonight's activities? I think she, since she was dressed in purple, she put some lavender oil because lavender is purple. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> so you immediately pick up that scent of lavender she's here she's here inside well, uh, that, that's good I guess we better uh, oh hell I guess we better get in there um, I'll approach the door uh, there's a bouncer that immediately stops you uh IDs, gentlemen. Jeffy produces his ID. He has a mask. The bouncer scans it and gestures you inside. 
ship does not have a mask or ID. So, Jeffy, you pick up on, on the fact that Shep is not producing anything out of its pockets and that he seems to be momentarily oh, stopped. Shep, did you forget your wallet again? I, I'm I'm sorry. My my friend's just real real forgetful. Uh, he he's like forty. Uh, roll for me your charisma and your persuasion, <laughs> Jeffy. Three successes. Three successes. The bouncer looks Shep up and down, looks back over to you, and just kind of gives you a shrug. Fine, enjoy your night. Oh, hey, th- thanks there, fella. And uh, can I give him like a $1 bill? It's probably like all rumpled <laughs> and like shitty. Yeah. But... You hand him the $1 bill and he rolls his eyes and allows Shep to enter. The techno music is thumping. Uh, there's a fairly sparse population of mortals here tonight, uh, but the ones that are here seem to be enjoying themselves. Uh, and you see in some of the back booth tables, uh, people doing lines of cocaine uh, and other things fairly, fairly openly here in this establishment. What's the security look like? Uh, scanning the room, you note that there are at least half a dozen other uh, security personnel bouncers, you know, whatever you might call them, that are kind of milling about, watching the various groups of patrons, surveying the different areas around the club. I'm going to lean down to Jeffy in his ear and just say, if things get hot, we may have to make a fast exit. All right, I'll keep my I'll keep my head on a, on a swivel. And uh, I, oh yeah, well let me let me do real a thing real quick. And can I turn on um, sense the unseen and just do a sweep for yes. people lurking? Yeah, roll for me your wits plus your aspects. That's another three successes. Another three successes. So Jeffy scanning the room, uh, you would note three spectral figures. Uh, amongst the 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 crowd uh they seem to be though they look different they look like they're they're from you know wearing different clothes perhaps the clothes what they died in uh they seem to also be on security duty so yeah jeffy will just be like huh they got um they got some spooky security too mm-hmm. couple over there one in the corner don't know what we can do about that, but she's this way. All right, uh, you will. You know, you're stronger than I am, so so lead the way. I'll I'll, I'll get your back. Uh, and I'm gonna head in the direction that the odor is leading me. All right, so it takes you down a hallway towards where the bathrooms are to a door that says employees only. Oh, hell. It's strongest through here. I knock on the door. The door opens 
and you see two figures, uh, one in the uh, standard security uh, uniform and the other wearing a very finely tailored Armani suit. And Jeffy, you see a third figure beyond with them, uh, another ghost, another wraith. Yeah, we're a little busy at the moment. The man with the Armani suit speaks. Looking for my friend. Think she's here. He turns over his shoulder. Mr. G, we got company. And they step back. Apparently on his gesture that you see just off screen and allow you entrance, you see Melinda staked on the couch <laughs> next to the corpse of, uh, well, you, you don't know him, but the previous manager of this place, Tony. Uh, a human corpse, apparently. And Mr. Giovanni, seated at the desk, gestures for the two of you to be seated. So you're here to collect this one. I figured she wouldn't come alone. There was another one with her earlier. Uh, young girl. Dyed hair. You probably know her too. We don't know what she's doing here, but we're here to take her home. Oh, well, apparently she's working for some ghosts. Looking for information on me. Uh, she came here tonight and killed my ghoul over there. So, as you can see, we got a little bit of a problem. Do you stand by her actions? As I said, I don't know why she's here or why she did that. But I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. What incentive do I have to release her? She's been digging into my business. Hey, maybe I bring this issue up with your prince. We have a kind of an understanding around here. We're supposed to leave each other alone. Neutrality and all of that. And I have a Tremere coming into my house, murdering my ghoul. Um, if, if I, <clears throat> if I may, uh, sir. Uh, hi, Jeffy. Um, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, well, she's kind of nice here. to meet you, Jeffy Dominic. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dominic. Uh, nice name, good strong name. There you go. Put her, put her there, and he'll like shake the hand and be like, "She's actually um here against against orders, and um we have sort of like an internal internal process, you know, for these kinds of things. I I'm sure you guys have your own your own thing going on, you know. I can release her to you. You're saying she's going to be punished by the tower? I mean, probably. But you got to understand, Jeffy. I got I got my own reputation to uphold here, so I can't let her go whole. Oof. Well, <laughs> oh boy. What are you suggesting? I was thinking she took one of my ghouls. I could take one of her arms. Oh, uh, um, 
what, what about like a foot? That way she can't like walk on your business again. <laughs> See what I'm saying there? Oh, Jeffy, I like you. You seem like you're a man of solutions. Uh, a foot seems a little I could, could, at the knee, I think. We take it at the knee. Well, what do you think, Mr. Ship? It'll grow back. Fine. All right, great. Sounds like we got a deal. We can do this right away then. And from under the desk, he produces a large machete. Uh, Melinda is staked, so she is completely helpless at the moment. He gestures and his his bodyguards take her body, stretch it out on the floor. And with a murderous glee in his eye, he hacks at her left leg at the knee until it's severed completely. And with that being done, he reaches and grabs for the stake in her chest and pulls it out. Can Jeffy just Melinda, like be kind you of like... are awake and aware again and in an intense pain from your leg just being severed off. Well, to be fair, she was aware the whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were aware the whole time indeed. So it was truly hell for you. Can can Jeffy have gone over and just like held her hand while they were uh, chopping it off? Yeah, and, and just like w like lean down and say, you know, everyone would hear and be like, I "I'm sorry about this, Miss Melinda, but you know, you should have should have told us what was going on. We're trying to be good boys." And then she goes, "Ah!" I'm like, <laughs> and the stake comes out, and you are in control of yourself again, Melinda. Do you guys take me out of there as soon as like my leg is amputated or? I'll like I'll Shep will come and pick you up if you allow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melinda's not gonna say anything until you guys are out of there and probably inside the car. Like Melinda probably screamed from pain, um, and not is not gonna say anything until she leaves that room. Presum presumably, Shep and Jeffy have like, you know, one of your arms over each of their shoulders, helping you out. All right, so you limp out of the club. Giovanni and his men stand down as you go. And I'll, I'll put her in the the passenger seat and get in the bed of the Camino. Mm -hmm. So we drive off. Um, so as soon as like you start driving, Melinda's going to say, please stop for a second. Stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, stop the sure. car. Um... And uh, Melinda's probably going to sneak, like, you're going to see one blood tear coming down. Um, I've came, I came here tonight to do a job that I was asked to do. I came here with Foxglove, and Foxglove left me. Eloise asked you to do this job? Eloise was aware of half of the job. Mm. Foxglove was the one who found this place and helped me get here. We made the conversation with Tony, who you saw was already dead. Um, and then when Dominique texted us to meet, we drove back. And she left me alone. 
Have you seen her? Not tonight. Yeah, we assumed she'd be with you. We just can't. You said you were in trouble and we, we, we came right away. I am not sure why Foxglove left me. But I do have to say that I need to take care of that. That is unacceptable. Oh, well, well um... you're going to do something like this. It needs to be as part of the pack. Yeah, why? Like, going off on your own? Like, okay, Fox Club left you, but, you know, you didn't have to just bring the Thin Blood. Oh, uh, uh, you know, a Duskborn, whatever the, the politically appropriate term. Well, I trusted her. I. At first, I wasn't sure of killing Dominique, but. Foxglove was oh. very oh wait what well, motivated we, wait 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 before we keep going uh, any further uh, uh, killing forgive me but uh Giovanni does everybody know what that means because I do my plan was to make maybe some sort of alliance with him but Foxglove got very mad at me and yelled and said that we needed to kill him that we didn't come this far to not do it. And then okay, as soon as I stepped out of the car, she left. Where is all of this coming from? How do you even know where to find a Giovanni? Why are you going and killing Giovanni ghouls? They don't we've fuck got, around, Melinda. They just took your leg off. Job that we need to do for tonight, all of us. Let's get that taken care of. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, here's the situation. I'm gonna tell Eloise everything. But it might get ugly. I still don't know where Foxglove went. I don't even know if she's safe. I do hope she's safe. Let's get back to the hotel. Yeah, here, here, come on, Miss Melinda. Uh, just ease back in there. Luckily, you don't need as much leg room. <laughs> oh, too soon? Okay. Thank you, though. Thank you for coming. I owe you guys one. Oh hell, we're, we're a coterie. That's uh, that's what you're supposed to do. Just trying to be good boys, you know. And Melinda's gonna stay quiet until you arrive to the hotel. Hey, Miss Melinda, you know how to play I Spy? <laughs> I Spy with my little eye, and we drive off. <laughs> a time later short time later, you arrive back to the Hotel Bella Morte. Eloise, you're at the desk, as usual. Yes. When the rest of your coterie returns. Most of the rest of your coterie. Most of the rest of your co coterie. And you immediately clock, uh, of course, Melinda's uh, missing leg. I'll put her down in one of. I assume there are like couches or chairs in the. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. in the lobby. Yeah. Eloise will walk up. Um, slowly. Um, and look at Melinda and make eye contact. And say. It looks like you may have learned your lesson. 
You remember the the mirror and the uh, razor that we received a couple of nights ago? Yes, Melinda, I know what happened. Foxglove has told me everything. Foxglove is here? She's in her room, recovering from the trauma that you exposed her to, Melinda. I expected better from you. I expected Wait, better from you to be open and honest with me and to not get ourselves into into trouble. Dealing with the Excuse me, Giovanni? no, Eloise, stop. What? I don't know what Foxglove told you, but she left me. She's she... young and impressionable, Melinda. You can't be dragging her into your nonsense. And I don't even know what you're doing anyways. You're putting us all at risk getting involved with the Giovanni like this. You told me to figure this out. I did. And then I continue figuring it out. And well, Fox clearly Glove... I thought murder. I didn't have to specify that murder was not part of figuring it out. I mean, I... I had to do what I had to do, but Foxglove left me. I have no idea what she has told you. Eloise, would you at least hear my side before you decide that I'm in the wrong? <sighs> you call Foxglove here, and we can all discuss this. Team meeting. Wonderful. Um... Eloise will pick up the phone and call the desk phone and call Foxglove's room. Yeah, Foxglove picks up. Team meeting, conference room, right now. I'll be right there. Click. And you all congregate in the conference room. Foxglove saunters in and takes a seat uh, near Eloise. I think she would specifically position herself near Eloise. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stay standing on my one leg. <laughs> Probably leaning on the table. Leaning against the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's sitting around the conference table and you're like over against the wall, like lean, like propped up. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to sit down. I want to, I want to keep standing. Chef probably stays standing, too. Hold on, before we get into the scene, Jeffy, like, while we're going to the conference room, will duck into the supply closet, and he'll just sort of, like, offer you a plunger. Like, I don't know if it'll work, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. A plunger or a broom, at least. Like, it's taller. Oh, I was thinking, like, a plunger for a peg leg. Like, just it's plunk it down running. onto your uh, stump and peg leg around. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, Melinda's not going to know what to do, so she's going to, like, maybe... Oh, she's going to use it against the wall, and that's how she, like, hangs up. <laughs> like... All right. Well, I've already heard Foxglove's side of the story. Melinda, now, do you care to tell us what happened? Okay. Rochelle, Melinda, do you, have you a... see that Foxglove is... Seated next to Eloise, but she's staring daggers at you. I'm looking at Eloise. I'm not looking at Foxglove yet. Um, she has her arms crossed, and she has a blank expression and very angry eyes. Rochelle Giovanni came to visit me a couple of nights ago just to buy some 
merchandise from my store. After that, uh, a box with a mirror and eraser just showed up at my store, which I showed you, Eloise, as you remember. I continued investigating what these items were, and I had a meeting with Rochelle again, and it turns out they belonged to her sister, who was murdered. She asked me to find who did it. She gave me the name, and that's what I did. I took Foxglove. I asked her to find myself find information for me, which she did, and she did a wonderful job at that. Then this tonight, we began our investigation, and following Foxglove's lead, we snuck out of the hotel. Which, I apologize, and I know I'll hear more about it later, but I'm deeply sorry about that, Eloise. After we left the hotel, we went to this club. We met with uh, Dominique Giovanni's ghoul, and we did kill him. On whose orders, Melinda? On whose orders did we kill him? I believe it's my time to speak, Foxglove. Please do not interrupt me. Foxglove did kill Tony, but I did give her the command to do it. So it is my fault, I guess. Why did After you that, that, we left. I thought it was the easiest way to send a message to Dominique. I guess I got too caught up in the situation and did not think clearly. Again, I apologize, Eloise. But here's the thing. We were driving back and we received your call. I turned to Foxglove and asked her what should we do. And she's the one who decided to ignore your call. So then I shared my side of the plan of wanting to maybe make an alliance with this Dominique Giovanni. After you ordered me to kill his ghoul, now we're going to be friends with him? Bullshit, Melinda. This is fucking bullshit. And you need to tell Eloise the whole truth. We weren't told just to find him. We were told to find him and kill him for Rochelle Giovanni. Oh, hell. Is that well, true, that Melinda? is very... Um, yes. But I wasn't going to just kill him the first time I saw him. I thought that maybe I needed to gain his trust. You know, by I'm killing not very... his ghoul? We're gonna gain his trust by killing his ghoul, Melinda. Foxglove, I'm gonna tell you once more. Please do not interrupt me. I no, have no, I'm not bad. doing your bullshit anymore, Melinda. You treat me like a fucking tool. You use me all the goddamn time and you don't appreciate it even in the slightest. And I am fucking sick of it. You drag me into danger and you don't tell me about it and then you blame me for it. I'm fucking done with you, Melinda. Leave. No. Melinda, I will I will give the orders here. At She's at my what child, Eloise. No, you point... didn't even get that right, Melinda. I'm a fucking thin blood. You couldn't even get that right. Fuck you. That's a provocation, right? Absolutely is. Roll me your willpower plus two. How many successes? Sorry. Six. Six. Okay, so you, you maintain control of your beast as you're 
child reads you the riot act. Eloise, I understand. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, Eloise, how do how do you respond to that? I think we all need a timeout for a second. Foxglove, I appreciate that you're upset. Um, but I think we still need to speak with each other with some ounce of respect. Melinda, at any point during this whole series of events, did you ever consider, I don't know, filling in the rest of your coterie? Did you ever consider filling in me to say, well, Eloise, do you think it is a good idea if I go to the Giovanni's and kill Dominic Giovanni's uh, ghoul? Because if you had done that, I would have told you in no uncertain terms that that was not actually a good idea. It's not You're our job to right. get involved in the Giovanni, get involved with the Giovanni's and all the trouble that they're into. It's our job to lay low and do the bidding of the Camarilla. To take care of this hotel. And if you haven't noticed, we haven't been doing a very good job of even that. And I've been trying to scramble and figure out this situation where we, we've let an old kindred on the loose who isn't supposed to be here. And I can't even do that because I have to deal with this Giovanni nonsense. I think we might be square with the Giovannis at this point. Eloise, I acknowledge my actions were not the best tonight, but I was left alone. If it wasn't for Shep and Jeffy, I wouldn't have come back. And if it's true that we need to stick together, that we need to work together, then what is it's Foxglove's excuse for convincing me that the best idea was to go back in there and then left me alone. She might say that after killing his ghoul, we couldn't become acquaintance, acquaintances or whatever. But she left me. So you're pathetic, Melinda. You're absolutely think, pathetic. Blaming your thin blood child. You're a poor excuse for a kindred. I think I have the right to decide what's Foxglove's future. No, you don't have that right, Melinda. I Fuck you. I am talking to Eloise, Foxglove. Foxglove, please. Eloise, you know that you and I do not see eye to eye in everything. But you understand what the relationship between a sire and a child is. So do not deny me of this. What are you asking for, Melinda? That you she let me... She wants to me. kill me. She wants to kill me, Eloise. I do not want to kill you. You don't know what I want. I will. Talk I don't about belong it. to you. I'm not your property, Melinda. Can I, can I just real, real quick, just real quick. Lot of, lot of heated words here. Lot of heated words. I think maybe, maybe, we should pump it down a notch, Melinda. You messed up. I, I know how it goes. I, I do it all the time. Foxglove. You got scared. I, I I get it. It happens to me almost every night. Perhaps, maybe, we don't need to be losing any coterie mates when there's a, 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 a hundred or more year old prince out on the loose. 
We smoothed it over. We 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 got we got a deal, right? Right, Mr. Shep. Did we not smooth it over? I think we did a great job there, uh, 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 Miss Eloise. And yeah, I don't think we need to be losing any coterie members right now. That that's all I'm saying. That's but how can absolutely. we stay coterie members if we don't trust each other, Jeffy? Well, if I'm being honest, Miss Melinda, you haven't been at work in three nights. I don't really trust you right now. I had to pull your ass. You had a stake in your heart. You would have been dust tonight if we didn't show up to save you. And let that be a lesson to you. Yes, Jeffy is absolutely right. We're not losing any Coterie mates. I think the best thing would be for us to all cool off and Foxglove to take Foxglove and Melinda to have some space. Melinda, I'm deeply disappointed in your judgment tonight and for dragging poor Foxglove into all of this. Nothing poor about her. Jeffy is right. You've been neglecting your duties around here and I want to see you focused only on that and managing your store here. Foxglove, okay. I'd like you to follow uh, to to start um, working closely with Jeffy. Follow him around. Jeffy, you've shown a lot of leadership tonight. I'd like for you to take Foxglove under your wing and keep an eye on her when she's not watching Molly. Well, uh, should be easy enough. You know, we both work in the restaurant. Uh, what, what do you say, Foxglove? You, uh, you want to be under my wing? I, you barbecue or buffalo? <laughs> Foxglove smiles at you and laughs at your joke. Yeah, Jeffy, I think we can work together. I'm sure you can teach me a few things. All right. See, see now, Miss Melinda, I'll I'll take care of her. You ain't got to worry about it. And Miss Eloise will do a great job. <clears throat> can we can we focus on I think what Shep's about to jump out of his pants about? I was just going to say we don't kill our own. No one said anything about killing anybody. I just said that I should deal with my child the way I decide to deal with my child. I'm a but full okay. member of the Coterie. I oh will God. do what you're saying, Enough, you two. Enough. I will do what you're saying, Eloise. I will do my job. So if you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to go take care of my leg since I lost it. Because of my poor decisions, right? And I'm going to limp. I probably use a chair or something to leave to go to my studio. Great. Belinda, you limp out to your studio, leaving the rest of the coterie in the conference room. Well, do you still want us to head out to this? Cake Castle. What time is it now? Uh, at this point, it's probably a little after midnight. Foxglove, were you able to find anything on the internet? Um, actually, yeah, on um, on on TikTok. Uh, and she pulls out her phone, scrolls through, swipe, swipe, scroll, scroll. Uh, and then she finds a a video of uh, a car. It's it's taken from, like from a car driving down the highway um, the previous night, 
heading into to Phoenix, uh, and it's a video of a man walking along the side of the road uh, that is fits the description of the old prince. Uh, you see, as they get closer, that it is him. You see his suit. Uh, he just kind of turns his head to the camera and looks, but doesn't look too disturbed by what's going on and continues slowly walking as the car whizzes by. Uh, she scrolls through again. Downtown Phoenix. Very near the, uh, or whatever area, I'm sorry, whatever part of the city near Tavaria Castle. I don't know if that's technically downtown. Uh... But uh, you see another video, uh, basically captioned like, yo, look at this dude. Um, and he's just kind of wandering uh, the, the streets. He looks hungry, almost feral. As though he's, he's on, truly on the prowl. You recognize the, the, a predator uh, on the prowl. And um, he looks a bit out of place in his kind of old-fashioned suit. And it's very hot in, in Phoenix at this time. Uh, so he's wearing kind of like a lot of layers, um, even at, at night. Um, it's it's a bit out of place. So I, I found, I mean, it's it's not really too weird. I don't think it's anything that breaks the, the masquerade or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's definitely been spotted uh, a couple of times. Near where we thought. Um, anything we can... Have something to report at Elysium tomorrow night. Would be a shame to show up empty-handed. That's correct. Well, let's. Assuming uh... they still let us in. Good point, Shep. Let's uh pack up and head yep. out. Melinda can watch the hotel. I don't believe she'll be going too far. Well, um, do, uh, do you want me to come with you, Eloise? I think so, Fox Club. We need your street smarts. I'll I'll get my stuff. Um, Melinda can watch Molly. They have a bond. Very very well. I can already see the Employee of the Month plaque. Is that a provocation to Jeffy? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He likes his Employee of the Month, but he's okay if somebody, if other people want to pick up some yeah. slack. Yeah, Je Jeffy is humble. <laughs> and that, I think, is where we will end our story for the evening. <laughs>